0: thanks so much for listening to the court of nerds podcast we couldn't do this without our friends at tardy's collector's corner at the corner of eastern and Burton. stop by and see gavin and d and the whole crew today they know their stuff and they have unique collectibles you're not going to find anywhere else stop by tardy's collector's corner today Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of hopefully appropriate ages. If you let your kids listen to this and you don't know what's on it, step up your parenting game. I'm Drew. I'm
1: Stacy. And I'm Sledge, and welcome to a wonderful episode of Sledge and Hammer.
2: <laughs> With our guest,
1: no! Drew! I've
0: been ambushed! I've been <laughs> sledgehammered. Hammered! I've been
2: sledgehammered. I did all this prep work and now I have to talk about cars. Yeah, little did you know you were actually going to be talking about cars and Elon Musk tonight. If I didn't have pants
0: on, this would be all of my nightmares.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. This this is the quarter nerds main cast.
0: Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh God. You can't do that to me, you guys.
3: So the bariatric thing, surgery is not dude, for another like three Elon months. Right oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, all right. Yes, awesome. I love this. This is so good. Listen, we're going to bring you guys. Uh, we're going to call this a, a preview cast, if you will.
2: A smattering. A
0: smattering of things that that we're all kind of looking forward to in 2019, and and we've all kind of uh, stayed in our lanes and stuck to our areas of expertise. Uh, we'll catch up with Grant, who will bring us what he's looking forward to out of books in 2019. As usual, we're gonna get back into a groove. John does movies. Yes, John will talk about the upcoming releases for 2019 stuff we're looking forward to. I'm gonna talk about wrestling because Ben is very, very busy, and I hope that he trusts my opinion enough to only roast me a little when he hears this, <laughs> which he's probably gonna do.
2: Don't don't count on that. I Mike. mean,
0: yeah. Ben listens to our podcast sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> not often. <laughs> Stacy is going to talk about cars and uh, ham and cheese sandwiches and sledge. Sledge. I will is...
1: also talk about cars. Apparently. Yeah.
0: I uh, listen. Yeah. We're all going to chime in on everything. I'm going to have fun with you guys. Uh, but let's start with games, man. Because, <laughs> I mean, I I am just finally at a point in my life where I'm getting into new games, right? Mm-hmm. And and I actually I asked Greg about this. Sledge, I've started playing Dragon Age Inquisition.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my good. Well, first off, did you start off with Dragon Age Origins?
0: No, but I'm going to go through the keep. I, I'm going to go through the keep and learn all of the lore because, oh, my God, there's a game that has to have a keep, and I have to read to play the game, and I'm all about it.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. So, brief uh, rundown of uh, the, the people that, you know, Bioware. And it's from, uh, originally, uh, Obsidian Entertainment back in the day. It uses, uh, when Dragon Age Origins first came down, it used the exact same system as Neverwinter Nights did uh, back, oh, circa 2002-ish. And uh, to me, that was, that was my life for, like, a solid two years, you know. Uh, but, dra- yeah, Dragon Age, uh, welcome, welcome to the RPG uh, well. Uh, you're you now have about 120 hours of your life that you need to dedicate to that game yeah
0: I snagged the game of the year edition for nine bucks on the Microsoft store sale over the holidays and uh I, the graphics are incredible I've just gotten started and and I was like it was like we recommend you do this first and I was like okay so I'm gonna go talk to my friends mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna phone a friend Regis <laughs> mm-hmm so uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited about getting started on that. But Sledge, I'm going into the past. We're looking into the future. Future. The future. What are you excited about? What are some of the big titles that are coming out in 2019 for tabletop and for console PC?
1: All right. So I'll, I'll start off with uh, tabletop. And I'm going to start off with uh, something that should be slightly familiar to Reverse Centaur listeners is Pathfinder. It is getting a second edition this summer. If you don't know Pathfinder, think about what we're playing on Reverse Centaur right now is Starfinder. Uh, But it's not sci-fi, it's fantasy. Uh, And if you don't know what that is, think about Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 edition. And if you don't know what that is, what the fuck are you doing listening to a nerd (laughs) podcast? Yes! (laughs) King Sledge! uh, uh, I just hope that uh they take a cue that paizo takes a cue from wizards of the coast and makes pathfinder 2 more like dungeons and dragons 5 simpler, more elegant and something that i can take a bunch of troglodytes through uh whenever we get done with starfinder.
0: That Ooh. sounds intriguing by the way. Like that's I, and i love that there's this kind <laughs> of seeming movement in tabletop gaming back towards, uh, I I guess, a simpler approach to playing, not overcomplicating the gameplay.
1: Well, and that's, if if I'm going to get a little, uh, I don't want to say in-depth, but a little, like, pissy about it.
0: Soapbox a little bit.
1: Yeah, so, uh, we, the whole gaming community can seem a bit obtuse or hardcore to several, like, noobs, Newcomers, people that are interested in it, but they're scared to get into it because of how complex it is
0: you can't see me, but i'm raising my hand
1: and
2: and I'm internally uh, screaming
1: <laughs> <laughs> and here is the problem like uh, the more complex a game is, the more uh, when as time goes by, the more rule lawyers end up popping up and the and uh, where metagaming ends up starting to like take like and so people will Look at rules on top of rules they'll they'll look at errata and they'll try to game the system and they 'll try to game the d m and they forget that it's supposed to be just about storytelling not a, not about min maxing their characters uh, and This goes for like you know tabletop miniature games as well as pen and paper games and so uh what d and d Dungeons and Dragons Five did here two years ago when the fifth edition came out is they they kind of went back to its roots and made it a whole lot simpler. Uh, and uh, the rules are whole, uh, they're, they're like, hey, this is for interpretation. And that doesn't stop people, but it's, it's a whole lot more pleasant experience now.
0: Nice. A, a more pleasant gaming community brought to you by Sledge. <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of pleasant things that will be coming out in the near future, and when I say near, I mean really near. Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, uh, originally, the first Kingdom Hearts came out in 2002 on the PlayStation 2. Uh, this crossover franchise features characters from Disney Interactive and Final Fantasy-type games, courtesy of Square Enix. It was a pretty bonkers idea at the time, and it's only gotten crazier in the 17 years since. Kingdom Hearts 3 is the first core title of the popular franchise since uh, 2005. And it reunites players with Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and a ton of other characters, including, like, Wreck-It Ralph, if you watch the the videos, which I'm kind of uh, psyched about. Uh, And it's certain to be a critical and commercial darling, and it arrives January 29th. So, uh, Drew, you just got that uh, compilation series, right?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, John's girlfriend picked it up with her Christmas winnings, the remastered collection off the PlayStation Network. And I have not... Dove into it quite yet, but I've watched a bit of the gameplay, and it looks gorgeous.
1: It, and it's, it is kind of old-school JRPG, uh, like the, the originals. This one is going to be pro- probably more new-school, uh, more simultaneous turns, uh, stuff that the Final Fantasy players have been having to deal with in the latest iterations of the game. But that's okay. Uh, if you're a Disney fanatic, you're going to buy it. And my goodness, when I hawked video games for a living, <laughs> who was there? A lot of Disney fanatics.
0: Well, and this is a game with a rabid fan base that has been hungry for new content, and and Disney and Square Enix have been giving them little tidbits, you know, point fives, and now they're going to get a full meal. I mean, I know wrestlers who are full blown obsessed with these games. What's the hook? What what makes these such replayable fun games.
1: Well, fantastic game mechanics for one. Uh, so if, uh, as well as like the if you if you're a fan of JRPGs and like the leveling up system and acquiring new stuff and just kind of the grinding nature of it, then then you're going to like the mechanics of the game. If you like cutesy kind of storytelling that's kind of family friendly and stuff like that, so you're going to have parents that are going to buy it for their kids. You're going to have you know old school. Uh, gamers and stuff buy it because it utilizes, uh, you know, Square Enix gaming systems. Uh, honestly, the still the big appeal is Mickey Mousedom. You know, it's yeah. it's people that love the the Disney characters and they want to see them in more things.
0: They want to be able to play them and access them. You know, the same way that Nintendo fans get when you play Super Smash Brothers.
1: Absolutely, oh my god! And that's all my son wants to play right now. Uh, <laughs> but moving on from Disney fanatics to anime fanatics. Hello. Uh, yes, uh, my next game that I'm looking forward to that is coming out February fifteenth, just in time for Valentine's Day.
2: <laughs> is that's Jump what Force. we want to hear about on
1: Valentine's?
2: <laughs> 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 it's Jump Force.
1: So if you uh, are a subscriber to Shonen Jump, uh, the magazine, or familiar with any of the, the manga properties uh, that uh, Shonen Jump owns. Or if you've uh,
0: smoked a joint and gotten curious on Hulu and watched an anime, you probably know one of these properties.
1: You probably know one of these properties. Uh, so Bankai Namco, Shonen Jump, is, is going to be on these people's radar. And the roster includes Deep Breath... Aizen Sasuke from Bleach, Ichigo Kusaki from Bleach, Renji Abari from Bleach, Ruke Kuchi from Bleach, Rios from City Hunter, Cell from DBZ, Frieza from DBZ, Future Drugs from DBZ, Goku from DBZ, Piccolo from DBZ, De- Vegeta from D- DBZ, Ken from Fist of the North Star, Go Freeces from Hunter vs. Hunter, Isoka Mara from Hunter vs. Hunter, Kilo Zoka from Hunter vs. Hunter, Kurapika from Hunter vs. Hunter, Deku from My Hero Academia, Naruto Uzumaki from Naruto, Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto, Boa Hancock from One Piece, Marshall D. Teach, uh, aka Blackbeard, from One Piece, Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece, Sabo from One Piece, Sanji Bakugbi from One Piece, Zoro from One Piece, Rununi Kenshin from Rununi Kenshin, <laughs> Mako Sashimi from Kuroi <laughs> Kuro- <laughs> Kenshin, Pegasus from Saint Sia, Pegasus Sashimi from Saint Sia, Yugi F- Muto from Yu-Gi-Oh, Tuguro from Yuh- Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu Yu Hakusho! Y- 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 Hakusho! Yusuke Urameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho, and new characters, Galena, evil, and Glover, good, Kane, evil, and Navigator, good. Whew.
2: I feel anyway, like we need a slow clap or something. <laughs> I, mean, I, like,
0: I almost want to put a note in the, in the podcast and say, if you want to skip Kevin reading every name in this game, skip from this time to this time. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but I want to. Bravo on the
2: pronunciation, though. That's, you, that's, you should probably
1: do that. Uh, and honestly, this is probably only a quarter of the characters that are going to be in the game.
0: This is a game that you buy the season pass for.
1: Absolutely. It's. I mean, uh, listen. It's.
0: It's. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be much more than a straight up fun uh, fighter. But why does it have to be more?
1: Oh, it doesn't have to be more. And you better believe uh, when your son's uh, away from his Xbox, me and you are going to have to get down on it uh, at some point.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin and I like to play Xbox with each other when Isaac is not around. Because then I can play for elongated periods of time. So, by the way, I have the Xbox this weekend. We should hang out.
1: <laughs> it's a date. <laughs> the next yeah, game I I'm looking forward I to... This. You can hang out Tuesdays.
0: I have two controllers. Ooh, ooh. Oh, oh
1: dear. Go <laughs> <it'll> play.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> Uh, the next game I'm interested in is The Outer Worlds. It's a new single-player game from first-person uh, uh, sci-fi RPG from Obsidian Entertainment and uh, private division. The people that brought us Fallout New Vegas lost in transit while on a colonist ship bound for the furthest edge of the galaxy. You awake decades later only to find yourself in the midst of a deep conspiracy threatening to destroy the Halcyon Colony. As you explore the furthest reaches of space and encounter various factions all vying for power, the character you decide to become will determine this player-driven story. Anyway, uh, just think Fallout, New Vegas, just in space.
0: Yeah, Uh, and better.
1: (laughs) Better, better. Uh, The next game, uh, Psychonauts 2. Uh, Did you ever play the first Psychonauts?
0: I did not, but I'm slightly familiar with it.
1: Yeah, Tim Schafer uh, and Double Fine Studios. uh, That was one of their breakout hits back in 2005. Uh, The original game follows the story of a young psychic named Rasputin. Uh, I won't get into all the details of it, uh, but the story of Psychonauts 2 essentially picks up right where the first game ended and left off, because the first game ended with a cliffhanger.
0: Oh, my God. A, a 13,
1: 14-year cliffhanger? A 14-year cliffhanger. And so it uh, picks up right on right on the end of that story. Uh, apparently, uh, Raz, uh, Ra- Rasputin realizes his dream and visits the psychonauts headquarters. However, when he gets there, he finds out it's not a perfect place he expected and quickly realizes that the psychonauts need him more than he needs them. Uh, it's slated to come out, well, this year, but it's been, uh, you know, since 2005. So we'll see.
0: It's been slated to come out for a while. This is like the, the Dre's detox of video games.
1: Right, exactly. All right, I get Uh, it. Finally, now I could talk about Death Stranding and its weird uterus camera, or I could talk about Ghost Tsushima and its 13th century samurai fairs against the Mongolians.
4: Ooh,
0: I'm into that.
1: No, I'm going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077. I'm
0: more into that!
1: CD Projekt Red, the makers of the Witcher franchise, have been hard at work on their new open-world game set in a dystopian California. The 48-minute gameplay that they posted makes the game look like a beautiful piece of storytelling wrapped in a loose RPG skin. The world looks astonishing. The dialogue is earnest, if not a bit campy. And the gunplay seems a little bit floaty, but it's, it's still early on. Think Deus Ex Machina and a bit of Mass Effect with a whole lot more choices. Seriously, do yourself a favor and watch the gameplay trailer. It's 48 minutes long, and it's honestly like watching a little movie. It is, it is beautiful, uh, and it is intriguing. And dear God, I want this game like right now.
0: <laughs> Sludge, that was awesome, brother. Thank you very, very much for that. Uh, do you guys want? What do you want to do next? Do you want to do cars? Or do you want to do wrestling? We're gonna do one of those two next.
2: Um, either of those is fine. I actually, Do you want
0: to go first so that you don't fall asleep?
2: I mean, I actually have something to contribute to either of those things. What?
0: What? You okay? You know what? We're doing wrestling because Stacy prepped for wrestling. I'm excited for this.
2: I don't. Know, I don't Ooh. know. Air quote prepped. Listen, is you prepped. You said you had
0: something ready for both. Don't don't. Well, I
2: can contribute.
0: Oh, you know what? I appreciate that. All right. I well, googled. You go- I googled. I appreciate you googling. I, you guys are the best. So normally this would be Ben's segment. I, I, the, the man is swamped and I love him to death. So I'm going to give this a shot. And what will likely happen is he will comment when we put this up and ridicule me endlessly. That is okay. These are the risks I take being friends with Ben. So here we go. My, uh, I, I, what I did is I went through with each of what I think are some of the major promotions heading into 2019 asked one or two major questions And I'm going to give you guys a few names to watch for each one. Now, I went with a lot of names from WWE because it is unarguably the biggest wrestling promotion on the planet. So, with WWE, you have to start with Monday Night Raw. Ending 2018 with its worst ratings in the history of the program, can Monday Night Raw recover in 2019? Recently, the McMahons, quote-unquote, took over again, reestablishing themselves as the authority figures on both Raw and SmackDown. It gave a little uptick to Raw's ratings, but not enough for Raw to actually beat SmackDown. That's right, SmackDown beat Raw in the ratings. Ouch. So, can Raw recover before SmackDown leaves for Fox in 2019?
1: A uh, quick answer:
0: No. Really? Now, what have you thought has been so wrong with it? Because Kev, you're kind of—I uh, I- want to say—newish to this fandom.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I am very new. I, I am. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I, I am a virgin to to wrestling for the most part. Uh, you know, everything I get is essentially from you guys. But uh, they're they're going to essentially when when you say can they recover? Can they get the viewing audience back? Um, is any show anywhere getting the viewing audience back? Is even the NFL getting their viewing audience back?
4: Great point. Now, the,
1: everybody's attention is so diverted across and so many spectrums. And when you can watch so many things on demand, like wh- why do I have to you know, sit down and schedule a time to watch wrestling? I don't even schedule a time to sit down and watch the Lions. That's
0: a good point. And yeah, they're way less fun than wrestling. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. So uh, for that to even even have a chance at recovering somewhat, somewhat, You're going to have to see some of these big names show up. Now, if you're talking about Raw, you're going to be looking at, to me, a few names. One of them is going to be Ember Moon. Uh, Ember Moon the Sheenom. She is unbelievably athletic, talented on the mic. Her in-ring work is impeccable. She had great matches in NXT with Asuka, who is, again, arguably the best female wrestler on the planet still. Ember Moon can have a great 2019, and I think it could start with her winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, a lot of people have picked one of the more popular names like Charlotte Flair. Carmella has the 30th entry. I think this is the year we see Ember Moon emerge as a big player on Monday Night Raw. Another name on Monday Night Raw to keep an eye on, and Ben, this one is for you, you sad bastard. The Revival. This is the year of the top guys. No flips. Just fists. Dash and Dawson are coming into their own. They're getting title opportunities. And you know what? I think they break through the glass ceiling. I think this is the year the Revival get their WrestleMania match defending their Raw tag team titles. I don't give a damn who it's against. The top guys deserve the spotlight.
2: I think that Ben might just kiss you on the lips for saying that. That's
0: fine. I'll kiss him right back. Ooh, saucy. I don't even care. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The other names that I think that people really should be keeping an eye on around the WWE universe, the man, Becky Lynch. Becky is stone cold with flaming red hair and a better smile. Becky Lynch is all of the attitude in a much more mainstream package. She threw John Cena out of the ring on Tuesday night's episode of SmackDown To kick off 2019. The man is so over, it's ridiculous. She can do no wrong and deserves, rightfully, to be the first woman to main event WrestleMania. I don't care who you put in the ring with her. But if the main event isn't someone versus Becky Lynch, you're fucking up, Vince. Read the tea leaves.
1: Hell, read the internet, you old man. (laughs) Are you you suggesting that... Vince McMahon might make a mistake. (laughs) No, no. No. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the
0: amount of mistakes. But I love you, baby. I do. I keep coming back for the punishment. I'm here (laughs) for it. I'm here for it. But I think that with some of these names, with Becky, with Ember, with The Revival, and my last two are my sleeper picks. One is already on the SmackDown Live roster and I think is due to start 2019 with one of the biggest bangs we've ever seen. His name is Mustafa Ali. Now, Ali was part of the cruiserweight division over on 205 Live. But Ali kept having match after match after match that set the internet ablaze. And then he would jump on Twitter, jump on Instagram, and cut promos at a level of Seth Rollins. At a level of John Cena. Mustafa Ali created his own hype in 2018. And I think in 2019, it pays off for him. To end 2018, he was in the ring with Andrade Cien Almas. He was in the ring with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. And he pinned the WWE Championship in a non-title match. You don't do that on accident. Mustafa Ali... A former Chicago police officer whose daughter joins him at every show she can and is just adorable could be your next face of SmackDown Live. He's an athlete, which is exactly what Fox has said they're looking for. Better athletes, better wrestling for SmackDown Live. The next name is a guy who just debutted his word, not mine, in NXT. Bro, it's Matt Riddle, bro. The broiest of bros, the bro king himself, former UFC star who Dana White had the balls to say would amount to nothing. Well, Dana, suck these balls, you bald moron. (laughs) Matt Riddle is the hottest thing in NXT right now. The king of bros gets chance wherever he goes, including when he recently debutted at Madison Square Garden. Riddle nails his character to a T. The question is how much of it is a character and how much of it is just Matt Riddle. Personally, I don't really care. I'm entertained as hell. He pulls off the bro stick to a point that's endearing, not annoying. It's funny, not fuck you.
1: He's
2: kind of like Gronk.
0: Yes, <laughs> but with more surfer look and less I'm really dumb.
2: Way more California.
0: Way more Cali vibe. He also likes to wear a shirt that says something along the lines of Matt Riddle's to do list. Smoke down, bro out, retire Brock Lesnar.
1: <laughs> uh, he's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, but he's got the look
0: and he's got the he's got the moves. Matt Riddle, bullet. That kid's going to fly. I'll predict he's on the main roster before the end of 2019. Uh. Vince won't wait on him. Vince will not wait to put him on Fox after the UFC leaves because a middle finger to Dana White is something Vince McMahon can't resist. All right. Moving on to some of the smaller promotions and one of the biggest wave makers in wrestling the past God week shit. The past 72 hours. All elite wrestling all elite wrestling, the men known as the elite, the elite, the, the elite from YouTube's being the elite from the all in event and spectacle that we, your court of nerds attended this past September have formed their own wrestling company with the backing of Tony Khan, the son of Jaguars owner Shad Khan with a hundred million dollars behind them connections to time Warner And endorsements from everyone from Jim Ross to Chris Jericho. The Elite are starting off 2019, headlining the Tokyo Dome as part of Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan and launching, arguably, the hottest non-WWE company in decades. Hmm. These guys have name value with Cody Rhodes. They have the top selling shirts from Hot Topic for the past three years with the Young Bucks. This is not a company that I believe will challenge WWE, but I hope that it's a company that moves wrestling forward. And by that, I mean they don't try to compete with WWE. Be you. Do your thing. That's my question for all elite wrestling. Can you avoid trying to beat the WWE? Because you can't beat them playing their game. They're better at it.
2: Well, they've already established their own little niche. Like, why would you want to redo something that somebody else is already doing? Do
0: Advertisers. Money. You, If you want to put out... And that's my big question for them, too. Is this a weekly TV product? Or are you just doing pay-per-views? What What is your goal? What is your end game? And who do you have a talent agreement with? Because right now, I believe they have a total of four or five wrestlers signed, maybe six.
1: I mean... And that's not have, really a show. I mean, they... They got money from Shere Khan, the number one tiger in India. Uh, you do know that's Mow- where my
0: brain instantly goes, to Sheer Khan from Tailspin, right?
1: Well, yeah, as long as Mowgli isn't around, I mean, they should be fine. Listen, the
0: big name to watch with All Elite Wrestling, I don't even think it's one of the headliners. It's not Cody Rhodes. It's not Adam Page. It's not the Young Bucks. It's not whoever ends up signing, even though, and Sledge will appreciate this, one of their big rumored additions...
1: Goldberg. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh, oh yeah, yeah. You Universal can Universal Soldier himself. You can see John's pants tenting from here. He loves him some Goldberg. <laughs> uh,
1: so he got my, vo- I got his vote on the <laughs> right, right, John. Right. I got your vote, right? <laughs> uh,
0: but it's not even Goldberg who I think you should keep an eye on. It's their their first female signing outside of Brandy Rhodes. Britt Baker. Now, Britt Baker, by day, is a dental assistant and a dentist. That's right. But at night, she's knocking your teeth out of your mouth. (laughs) She is also the longtime romantic partner of NXT star Adam Cole. So Britt Baker is someone to keep an eye on. One, because she's super talented and kicked ass at All In. But two, because of her connection to former Bullet Club member and noted friend of the elite. Adam Cole, baby. Some of the other promotions you want to keep an eye on, Ring of Honor and New Japan. What do you do now that the elite are gone? These have been their top draws for the past three to five years in both promotions. Now, New Japan is more prepared to handle this as their Japanese audience would like more of the Japanese stars anyways and less of the Americans that have been forced down their throat as New Japan tries to expand its territory into America. Some names to watch between Ring of Honor and New Japan. I think this is going to be a big year for Naito, a guy Ben and I are both fascinated with. He's due to have a major match against Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, which will actually occur mere hours after we record this. Another couple of guys I'd like to keep an eye on in New Japan and in Ring of Honor, Will Ospreay, the aerial assassin. British babyface, young as hell, but damn, is he fun to watch wrestle. This is a kid everyone has pegged as a soon-to-be-best-in-the-world if not already in the conversation. To me, I'm already talking about him. A couple of guys I'd love to see him match up within the WWE. Will Ospreay, I got to keep an eye on Flip Gordon, another guy who had a great 2018, really young in the wrestling game, but has picked it up very quickly. I, I like guys who do flips. These are flippy guys. But Flip Gordon is called Flip Gordon because he's really good at flips. His star spangled stunner is one of my favorite finishing moves outside of the WWE. Uh, Impact Wrestling, they just changed networks again. Can you survive being on the Pursuit channel?
2: I didn't realize there was a channel called Pursuit.
0: I don't know if that's what it's called either, or Open Range, or whatever the hell they got shoved onto. What,
1: wasn't, weren't they like on TNT? They were on,
0: uh, Im- they were, Impact was on Pop. They were on Pop for a minute there. Pop. Pop. Mm. But they do have a ton of talent. That's kind of my weird thing with Impact is it's the most talented roster they've had in years, but it's the worst television network they've had. Can your talent overcome your poor network choice? Names to look out for, the Lucha Bros. We saw them at All In. Phoenix and Penta. These two guys are the top luchadors in the world right now, and I believe they just re-signed with Impact. They had some match-of-the-year candidates in 2018, and they're definitely guys to keep an eye on all year long. Uh, Jordan Grace, my female wrestler to watch in 2019. Uh, Thick Mama Pump. Hmm. She's a badass. She is a bodybuilder. She is a wonder in the ring. And she had a moment during the all-in over-budget Battle Royal where all eyes and all ears were on her. And the pop in that arena was deafening as she was laying chops into the chest of another man I want you to keep an eye on. Brian Cage, the Swalverine.
1: Wait, the, the what?
0: The Swalverine.
2: You should see his face while he's saying it.
0: The Swolverine.
2: <laughs> it's like a giddy five year old.
0: I sent a video <laughs> of him to Grant, and I'm pretty sure Grant's jaw is still on the floor. Hmm. I will send it to you as well, Sledge. Swalverine. Also, a little tag team I've just found, uh I just found out about. They've been established for a little while. The Rascals. I don't know enough about them other than their finisher. I must have watched it 50 times on a loop. The Indies, the last question I have, who signs MJF? We talked to MJF at All In. We've talked about MJF on the podcast. This is one of the last Indie wrestlers living a complete kayfabe life. As in, if he is in public, he is in character. And his character is a dick. We watched him go down podcast row at StarCast. And actually spit in someone's mouth. Not as a bit. He just spit. And he's awesome at it. The man lives the character. He is better than you and he knows it. He had a great showing on Amazon Prime's Dojo Pro. And I'm really hoping that he gets some more screen time or gets gobbled up by one of these promotions with some television. Because that man deserves a microphone in his hand and a larger audience. But I think that's all I got for wrestling. Stacy, did you want to add anything other than more Seth Rollins and more tall Seth Rollins?
2: Oh, you mean Drew? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre.
0: I feel bad for Drew McIntyre. I,
2: uh, I wish that um, I was more caught up with Raw, but it just got so bad. It did. It got so bad to where even when we were watching it. um,
0: we were we not weren't we weren't paying it. attention. <laughs> we we were weren't watching it. We weren't. It's it's unfortunate that that happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I kind of miss it. In fact, I think we were talking about this the other night where it was like I I miss wrestling. I miss Monday nights. I miss hanging out. I miss the camaraderie of it all. And it's almost like for me it's almost like hunting. You take people out, you hang out. It's not yeah, you get to shoot stuff, but like it's <laughs> about hanging out with your friends and having a good time and we always had such a good time even though it just went downhill so quickly, and it. So all of these names, you know, I was never into NXT. I never got into that, but like I know who Ember Moon is because she's freaking badass, right? You know, I know I know Becky Lynch because she was on when I was watching Raw. Like we caught bits and pieces of her. We may have even sought out some of the clips that she was in. So. More Seth Rollins. I'm never gonna say anything other to, other than that. Um, <laughs> and tall Seth Rollins, you know. And especially when they're together, I'm all for it.
0: Well, there we go. All right, well, let's do this. Let's let's do a mini sledge and hammer.
2: Mini sledge and hammer. Mini sledge and hammer.
1: <laughs> so, Stacy, what are you drinking?
2: I am drinking a Kavita Master Brew kombucha. Um, no alcohol for me, even though apparently I don't need it to not know how to, to not get know yours. how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> so n- nothing super alcoholic for me. What are you drinking? I can't see you tonight. It's weird. I
1: know. Uh, I'm drinking This Side of Paradise from Beard. Uh, it's a double IPA with uh, uh, a as, <laughs> as hops
2: at 9.3%. Woo! Yeah. Gosh, you and your, your IPAs, man. I don't know how you handle that.
1: Uh, dude, like, uh, again, listen to Reverse Centaur, and here's some of the uh, crazy stuff that we've been drinking. And... and Call forward when the food court of nerds takes place. Uh, listen to listen to that and find out what me and Greg will be drinking together.
3: Ooh, sounds exciting! I like it.
2: Is it sad that when I hear food court of nerds, I immediately think about whiskey?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I get
2: really excited about it. So Sledge, uh, why don't you start off start us off on? Uh, and some of the cool stuff that you've been sending me recently.
1: <laughs> cool Where? stuff or, or crazy stuff?
2: Ah, cool is relative.
1: <laughs> cool is definitely relative. Uh, just in the past hour, I uh, so CES is starting up uh, here this weekend, which is the Consumer Electronics Show here in Vegas. And, of course, car companies need to get in on it. And wouldn't you know, uh, Hyundai, or Hyundai, or Hyundai, as they say in the Midwest there, uh
2: created a car with legs. Because why the hell not, apparently?
1: Well, I mean, if you're going to be going to devast the disaster zones, you know, where there's gonna be rubble all over the place, you need a car that's like an ambulance to step over things and right. then drive.
2: Because something like maybe a drone that can fly or a helicopter?
1: Uh you know, a helicopter. What wow, it's, yeah, that's that's some unique technology right there. <laughs> Maybe somebody should invent that. But Maybe no, not unique, invent-
2: but a little bit more practical.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, the Elevate is going to debut this weekend.
2: To debut, debut. <laughs> it's debutting. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's not terrible looking. Uh, it's it's funky. Yeah, for for what
1: it is. I mean. mean it's a walking ambulance what do you what do you what else can you say
2: I'm really curious uh I'm really curious how functional it actually is going to be though
1: oh it not none whatsoever
2: okay (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) stop I'll stop being practical
1: (laughs) uh the other thing I mean I sent you the picture because you know I I live on car buzz of the 2020 Merck CLA interior And we've talked a long time and a lot about my feelings about Mercedes-Benz interiors Mm -hmm. uh, and how I hate them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want you to to describe to me the picture that I sent you.
2: Okay, so imagine a 16-year-old from 1992 has a ton of money, and they think they're going to pimp out their shitty little lowered car that has a, uh, what do they call those, a, a bumblebee muffler on it.
4: <laughs> um,
2: and they think it'd be real cool to put a bunch of speakers right in the dash, right where all the buttons should go. And they're not just like, you know, like a booksh- a bookshelf speaker that has a, a little mesh thing over it. It's uh, It looks like three gigantic anuses on the dashboard. <laughs> oh my God. It's bad. I don't. I don't think we showed Drew. I'm gonna show Drew. No, I don't want to see you three assholes. See, see the anuses, Drew. I don't want them. I don't want to look at the cat butts. Doesn't that look awful? That's what? Why? Nineteen ninety. Uh, it looks like flugel horns. Nineteen ninety.
0: What are those?
2: Sixteen-year-old with way too much money. Do you much play time.
0: a Victrola under those?
2: They're they're awful. It's absolutely awful. And then you have all these buttons. Is that on. where the
0: old-timey radiola comes out of. <laughs> You have all of these buttons what? on the. I need you to turn it up louder on those giant butthole-shaped speakers.
2: <laughs> the the, all the buttons where the anuses are, are on the steering wheel, which you and I both also hate.
1: Oh my goodness! Like it
2: just, it's I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing?
1: Well, they have the entire. They they went the Tesla route, uh, and instead how? of having
2: <laughs> how is this anything like Tesla?
1: No, they have a giant infotainment system that the dash is one giant screen, you know? So you have the one giant screen where you can uh, essentially project any information that you want. Uh, And it it has to be accessed either via the steering wheel or their terrible little mouse pad that they have, Mm -hmm. uh, like, in the center console... That, Which you also hate. Oh my god, because it's I hate ter- him so like much. are you, when you're driving down a road and I live in New England, there's a lot of ups and downs. Alright. The roads twist, they turn, because you can't make a straight road. You can't go through all the hills and stuff. You gotta you gotta follow the lay of the land for whatever reason. And so when just imagine trying to change a song while using a mouse while trying to pay attention to the road and not run over whatever like wildlife is in your way
2: how do you do that I, I don't think that you do I think I think the key point that they missed in trying to there's a lot of car companies starting to do that where you have this big infotainment center and all of that uh, the the thing that they're missing from Tesla is quality and design <laughs> well because <laughs> Tesla
1: has OLED touch screens, you know, with large with a large interface that you can touch, you know, mm-hmm. with your finger.
2: <laughs> you would think that the interaction of human beings with their vehicles, you know, especially in the Tesla era, why would you make it more difficult when you can just go I want to touch that and then you touch it and it's done. Like why why go through a mouse pad that's it it's just stupid. I don't I don't like it either. Um it's very frustrating. And uh whatever the hell Mercedes is thinking, they need to uh just burn it to the ground and start over in my opinion. That's
1: German engineering, how dare ah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, All right, those are the two things I sent you recently. What do you got for me?
2: Well, um do we need to do a, a, a musk watch? Dun, dun. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> <So> musquatch, <laughs> musquatch, um, musquatch. <laughs> Usually we drop in a a, a Law and Order. Dun,
0: dun. Oh yeah, no, that's not that's not happening. I'm not Sledge. <laughs> this is a mini episode. I already did How so many. A- this is so I not already a mini did episode. so many sound effects here. <laughs> I did the news sounder, and I'm I'm. I, I, La, 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 la. Rabble rabble rabble. Muskwatch, get done. to it. <laughs> I don't
2: even know how to laugh at that. Okay. Chop chop, Miller. Okay, so uh as we all know, Elon Musk <laughs> is not one for following rules and uh he was removed by the SEC because he made some comments that they thought were inappropriate. Um and you mean, may you have mean been wine? illegal. <laughs> yeah it may have been illegal may have been illegal We're gonna sweep that under the rug anyway he was removed and had to pay a massive fine
0: Muskwatch is weird
2: which is not a massive fine for Elon Musk but I think that he uh he got the the last laugh because the uh the new um the guy that he chose to, <laughs> to replace him is uh Larry Ellison who is uh he did i think he founded oracle if i'm not mistaken yeah. so it's basically just a different version of elon musk running elon musk's old company <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he i think he just gave the sec another double middle finger um which i think is hysterical cuz i'm just sitting here watching it i mean it really doesn't affect my daily life But it's humorous to see all of this transpire. So what do you think about it, Sledge? What do you think about uh, Larry being appointed?
1: Well, uh, he's at least uh, not going to, you know, tweet lies about, you know, ascertaining funding from Saudi Arabia, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to uh, short investors. Uh, He's going to be a steady helm and actually might. uh, The the ups and downs uh, of you know tesla as i say that they dropped like another like 6% today uh but as yeah you, know, you might see a little more steady hand at the tiller
4: a
0: little more uh, steady hand a little less smoking weed with joe rogan
1: well yeah <laughs> uh and here's here's the thing with with that though there's a certain demographic of people where you know uh smoking weed with with rogan is going to like totally jazz them. Yeah, that demographic of people typically are not investors.
0: No, or Tesla buyers,
2: or people who can afford <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, that's yes. what I
0: meant. Yeah, yeah, as as someone who was pretty jazzed by it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's a it's, I think it's actually a smart choice, uh, and uh, Tesla has like I mean they've hit a lot of numbers. Uh, over the past year, the Model 3 is doing wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is the first winter that we're going to see the Model 3 in, and any places uh, that have freezing going mm-hmm. to be taking place, and whether or not their door handles will open yes. in freezing temperatures uh, where remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, like I, I think Tesla's Model Y, which is now on the horizon, uh, which is their electric truck, because guess what they're not gonna be the first big electric truck because there's already a couple in production right now.
2: oh boy they uh I just saw an article about them dropping another um they dropped another semi yeah uh there you may you may see some red uh red semis driving around they're testing those right now um. Which I think is pretty cool. I know that uh, I, I I work in heavy-duty driveline remanufacturing. I work for a company that does that. And uh, I was talking to my boss about it when the news first broke about the electric semi and Tesla starting to really look into it. And as much as that would be terrible for my job because, you know, we do transmissions and, <laughs> and driveline components that work with a transmission Um, you remove all of that and you make everything electric you no longer need my entire uh my entire facility it just goes away because we don't do that kind of electric engine you know we do electrical components you know the stuff that fits in like tcus and all that but um we don't do electric so he was it was it was it's kind of a double-edged sword because when you watch a semi take off from 0 to 60 full and it's like a bullet in comparison to what you're used to with uh you know just a regular gas engine it's uh it's pretty impressive i'm not going to lie and he was jazzed about it but at the same time he's like oh man <laughs> cuz it it is it's coming the the electric wave is here and it doesn't seem to be going anyway in spite of um the tax credit going away for Tesla, which all right. Elon Musk did say that Tesla's going to cover it. And I think that they dropped the price um, on, is it the Model F? F, Model F? They dropped what? it $2,000 or something?
1: Yeah. Uh, and despite the fact all the people that are parking in front of Tesla superchargers.
2: <laughs> but you can tow it. Oh my gosh, I sent you that <laughs> video, right? So this, these two people set up a situation.
1: Cause- uh, Drew, by the way, this is me. Mm-hmm. Throwing Stacy on a tangent.
0: Oh, I'm aware. Yes, yes. I'm aware of what's happening. He knows. He knows. I've been in a room with Grant and Ben.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there's this thing that's happening where I it's called icing. It's an internal combustion engine. So these douchebags with their big ass fucking trucks park in front of the charging stations for the Teslas. So they they set up this situation where it was all fake, but they found a I think they call them superchargers. Is that what the, the yeah. stations are so, called? They yeah. parked a, a truck in front of it and initiated the parking brake. Mm. Well, he's like, well, you know, if if this happens, you can just tow the truck out of your way. And he hooks up a tow strap to the truck. I think it was a Model X. Y. It was a Model S? X. X? Okay, Model S. X. And he just, like, towed the truck. And the back tires didn't even move. He just drug it. Yep. And then he pulled up and plugged in his car. he's like, well, there you go. You know, even if they do it, well, there you That's
1: go. That's instant torque. Yep, uh, instant but, torque. But you don't need to, you know, hopefully in the near future, you won't need to trust Tesla for superchargers. Isn't somebody putting out a, a high-speed charger in the near future?
0: Isn't somebody thinking of the children?
2: <laughs> the supercharged children? Oh, my
1: God. That's all I got.
2: Sorry, did you ask me a question, Sledge? I was very distracted by Drew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was going on the charger route and trying to prime the pump. Oh, are
2: we are we segueing to Volkswagen?
1: Ah, uh, that's that's what I was doing. Hey,
2: so I think it was just announced today. It's not going to be in the U.S. yet. It's in Europe. Um, VW has come out with a charger that will charge your battery to capacity in 17 minutes.
1: I have a tier 17. three charger in my house.
2: What does that right? mean? What does tier three mean for all of tier people three?
1: Who don't know? It's the current highest charging capacity that you can get for for non Tesla cars, uh, and I have it in my garage right now. And it'll if I have a dead battery, it'll take about an hour
2: to fully charge it.
1: To fully charge it, and that's you know that that. I thought it was super duper fast. <laughs> I can I can get to half in about ooh, 20 minutes, you know? I, I thought that was super but you're saying from flat to full in 17 minutes.
2: 17 minutes. It's only going to get better, sledge.
1: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> you know
1: your joy.
2: The you know you should know this by being a gamer that every year you if you get out of the game for like Six months and you jump back in, it's like, holy shit. It's like I'm literally standing next to the people who are on the screen because the graphics are that realistic, where you have to look at it and go, okay, this isn't a movie. Like This is a legit game. Someone designed this. The technology just explodes, and it's been sitting and waiting for so long.
1: All right, Stacey, Moore's Law. How long will it be until (laughs) charging your electric car will be quicker than filling up a, a petrol powered car at a pump.
2: My prediction, like, my prediction, roads that are solar and charge your car as you drive so you don't even have to plug them in. <laughs> hire me, Elon. Hire me. I'm right here. Well, no, hire
0: her, guy who replaces Elon, right? Isn't that want to hire
2: you? <laughs> yeah, Larry, Larry! 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 Larry.
1: Elon's still the president. I mean, he's Larry's just the you
0: know, CEO. So Larry's Larry's the decision maker. Listen, it's like it's like, you know, when you're in a relationship and, and it's like who do you ask? The husband or the wife? You ask the wife, you ask the decision maker, right? <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You guys know how it works.
0: Well, yeah, listen, I know how the Carly household works and uh, Sledge knows how I work, see? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, we're gentlemen. That's what we are here at the Court of Nerds. <laughs> gentlemen, if nothing else. <laughs> Literally nothing else. <laughs> All right, stick around, you guys. We've still got Grant with books coming up. We've still got John Does Movies. There's a whole lot to look forward to in 2019 from your Court of Nerds.
3: Bonjour, mon frères, uh, et monsieur. Okay, that's basically all the French I know. Um, I am talking a bit about the the comics of 2019 that I am pumped for, and this is kind of a... It's a brief list, but it's full of stuff that I'm super jazzed about. Uh, first off, I'm really looking forward to the continued success of The Immortal Hulk by, from Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, and Venom from Donny Cates and sometimes Ryan Stegman, because both those books are arguably some of my favorite books that marvel has put out in years they're just finished the year really strong everything's looking good and i i think and i hope that they can have continued success and speaking of donny cates i'm also super excited for the new guardians of the galaxy series from mr cates this is the one that was teased for a while that has just this incredible all-star lineup with people i love like dark hawk and rich rider nova and cosmic ghost rider and that's only just a fraction of all the firepower this roster has. It's such a strong roster. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like sending the Justice League out into space or something like that, where everyone is so powerful that any one of them could solve a myriad of problems. It's just incredible to see what all of them can do. And Donny Cates is just crazy bananas good right now. So he thinks outside the box. I'm curious to see how he utilizes those characters. And, uh... Kind of t- to transition a bit more to DC real quick, uh, Young Justice, uh, the first issue came out uh, on the 9th, I believe, and that's from Brian Bendis and Pat Gleason, and the lineup for that one, basically all anyone cares about, and rightfully so, is Connor Kent Superboy, Tim Drake Robin, Bart Allen Impulse, and Cassie Sands Mark Wonder Girl. That's, that in and of itself is incredible. But we've also got Ginny Hex, granddaughter, great granddaughter of Jonah Hex. Um, an amethyst from Gemworld, which I'm really excited to see how they use her. She's a character I've been interested in for a long time, but you know, nothing's been compelling enough for me to drop everything and read. Uh, and there's also Teen Lantern, which is some girl hacked the Green Lantern power ring, which I think is stupid, but who knows? Maybe in this setting it'll work for the best. Um again with Patrick Gleason, he I think he's one of the most underrated artists currently going. Uh, I love his work. I love it more when our buddy Mick Gray inks it just because he adds, that uh, I think, a, a better, stronger shading element to it. But still, this this is a comic that can really catch the interest of a lot of people, especially on the heels of the, the Young Justice uh, season three premiere on DC streaming. I'm also excited to see them finally get to the three Jokers thing that they alluded to. Gosh, in DC Rebirth, though the one-shot, this is, I, I can't believe that it's finally going to get addressed. I'm curious to see how this shakes out, uh, whether or not this is just, you know what, I don't even know what's going to go on. Whether that's the same Joker, it's a different Joker, different dimensions, who knows? I want to see how this is explained and how it plays out, and hopefully with Jeff John sitting on this for so long, it, it it's going to be great. I hope it's going to be great. <laughs> Jason Fabok is uh, on pencils for that one, so everything's lined up for it to be really good. Um, I'm really curious to see uh, the secret project project, Create Our Own Project that Scott Snyder and Charles Soule have been working on for two years. Uh, It's all been undercover for two years. They wanted to get enough in the can where they can put a bunch out and the first issue is coming out sometime in 2019. Um, Charles Soule is a guy I'm hot or cold on. Uh, His early run on Daredevil was just fantastic and uh, I love his work on Curse Words. I think that was really fun. So Seeing what he and Snyder are going to do, uh, man, name me a comic fan who isn't excited for that, the idea of this. I know uh, Bleeding Cool is all over this, and they're slobbering at the the bit like we are, too. But, yeah, I, I want to see how, who's publishing that, when it's coming out, what the schedule's going to be, who they have on art. I can't imagine that they don't get amazing artists on this book. Um, I also am excited for Goon to be relaunched at Albatross Funny Books. And this is funny because Albatross is the creator-owned publishing company that Goon creator Eric Powell launched way back in the day. He sold it to Goon, went to Dark Horse, and now it's it's back under his uh, his ultimate control. And if he's doing artwork and writing like he was doing for Hillbilly, I am 110% in on this book. Um I think that Eric Powell has really blossomed as one of the best storytellers in comics right now. His work on Hillbilly has been incredible. And I I really want to see what he does with this new goon, especially after how, gosh, the whole thing kind of ended up uh, the run on Dark Horse, which is just layered and nuanced and just detailed and beautiful. And yeah, it's going to be really exciting. And the last thing I'm excited for It's just more issues of Die and Murder Falcon from Image Comics. Those two, I only read two books of Murder Falcon and one book of Die, and already I consider them in my top ten of 2018. They were that good. I don't see why this can't be sustained, because Kieran Gillen has certainly proved that he's capable of consistent excellence with Wicked and Divine and all of his other sort of works. And the same thing goes with Daniel Warren Johnson. He's excellent. And everything he's done, from Space Mullet to Extremity and everything in between, these are books with so much promise and so much life to them. I can't wait to see how, how they go. And that is all I have for 2018, or 2019, because the calendar flipped, man. Um, so that's all I got. Go to your comic store locally. Uh, we recommend Tardies. Uh, they are our buddies. They have a lot of good books. And you can start a pull list with them. Uh, Gavin and Dee are huge Eric Powell fans, so they will definitely hook you up with uh, a pull box for Goon at least. But yeah, that's all. Bye bye!
4: What's up, guys? It's John, and this is. John Does Movies! John Does movies. movies! 2019 for a comic book and/or a Star Wars fan. Fan, fan, fan which tend to go hand in hand here, is going to be a killer year for movies. You guys, it's going to be out. But a lot of what's coming out in 2019 are either remakes, reboots, or sequels. Which isn't all bad, considering most anticipated movie for the past 11 years comes out in 2019. The epic conclusion of Avengers Infinity War with Avengers Endgame. But... Some might say that this is not good, that only in America will you find this kind of oversaturation of nostalgia, and you'd have to watch some overseas films if you wanted some original content not resulting in a sequel. Well, luckily, I'm a shill for more of the same. So let's hit on some of the most anticipated movies of 2019, month by month, with saving the best for last, as only a shill would. First up in January, we have Glass, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. This is going to be a sequel movie. Ma-night! Yeah, ma Drew's here too, guys. Say hi, Drew. Hi, I'm just shouting stuff. He's just in the corner. We're in the basement at the house watching a little football and getting this 2019 anticipated movies cast out of the way. But yeah, Glass, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I think that's how you say it anyway. Starring Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, and James McAvoy. It is the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. It's actually fairly highly anticipated. It looks pretty good from the trailers. And uh, that's really the only movie in January that I can think of that's anticipated. Uh, The list that I stole from is from Rotten Tomatoes. So shout out to Rotten Tomatoes on their list-giving abilities. Shout out! February, we got the Lego Movie Two, the second part. The, the Deuce. The Deuce, directed by Mike Mitchell and Trish Gum, starring Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, Channing Tatum, Will Arnett, and Tiffany Tiffany Haddish. It's opening on February eight. Um, it looks pretty good. Can't can't really much say anything more about that. Uh, the second part, love Chris Pratt. Loved the first original Lego Movie with uh, Phil Lord and or no, I said that wrong. Phil Miller and. So I don't know The two directors That got fired from Solo Next Lord, up Lord and Miller Lord and Miller Yeah Just go with last names It's easier Yeah uh, Elite of Battle Angel Comes out in February uh, 2019 I think this is gonna be Probably the biggest bomb Of the year almost Maybe oh! It Cost a lot of money To make It's a manga uh, It's directed by Robert Rodriguez Starring Rosa Salazar Jennifer Connelly Christoph Waltz Ted Serkin and Michelle Rodriguez. John just hates mangas. I don't hate mangas. It's just, I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to bomb. They already pushed it back twice. Uh, it's supposed to come out in December, but, you know, what else came out in December? Aquaman, which is already at $800 million. Also Into the Spider-Verse. And Into the Spider-Verse. It was going to lose, and it's going to lose in February 14th as well. Um, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I think this is the fourth one? It's the finale. The
0: it's, finale? They, they have said it is the last one, I believe, centered around these characters.
4: Directed by Dean DuBois, starring Jay Bruchal. Or, how do you say his name?
0: bar Baruchal. Baruchal. Bar- bar- America. Bar- 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 America. Bar- bar. Very good Rivera. actor. Very good
4: actor. Kate Blanchett, Kit Harrington, Kristen Wiig. Opens in February 22nd. It's probably going to make a ton of money. Uh, the other ones are really good, so that's anticipated. March is when the fun begins, I guess we can start saying.
0: The real fireworks pop off, bitches.
4: Captain Marvel, directed by Anna Boden, Ryan Felick, Flack Flick, starring Brie Larson. You really should have done some
0: prep work on these names. Either way, I don't really care. <laughs> um,
4: and Sam L. Jackson, opening on March 8th. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one, I think. I uh, can't wait for that. It's a prelude to Avengers Endgame, so... Hopefully they bleed it in right together with some end scenes. Can't wait for that one. Us, directed by Jordan Peele, starring Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke. Uh, it's the second movie directed by Jordan Peele, the highly anticipated sophomore movie of Jordan Peele. It's, uh, it looks terrifying. Can't wait for that. That opens March. We're already in March now. March fifteenth, 2019. Uh, next up, Dumbo, directed by Tim Burton. I'm not sure about this one. What do you think about Dumbo, Drew? You know,
0: I don't. I don't quite understand why they're doing this. I don't get it.
4: I don't like the Dumbo. I don't like Dumbo either. It's. It's uh, probably uh, look, not going to go see this one. Uh, it's one of three, if you count Lion King, of live action movies coming out 2019 from Disney. Uh, it's Tim Burton. I just. I don't know about Tim Burton. I think he's fallen off. Oh, um, listen! I have faith in Tim Burton. It
0: might be watchable <laughs> because of Tim Burton. But at the same time, I, I don't know that I'll seek this one out in theaters. It's, it, it's aimed, listen, it's going to be for people with younger kids.
4: It's going to be for people with younger kids. Isaac's 11. I don't, I don't think we'll go see that one. I don't know. I just don't think that the story of Dumbo is very uplifting, and it's just kind of a sad, sad movie. But uh, either way, April is exciting. Uh, Shazam comes out, directed by David F. Sandberg, starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, and Asher Angel. Uh, opening April 5th, Shazam! is going to be fun. I think it's going to probably do fairly well for a DC movie. Uh, I don't know if it'll break a billion. I think they're hoping on Zachary Levi a lot. Excuse me. On this movie, so... Uh, I will say, is Shazam... Yeah. This is my second most, like, I am
0: super excited for Shazam.
4: I think, no, I am too. I agree with you, but I don't know if it's going to do as well as DC thinks it's going to do. I still think it'll do pretty good. Can I make, it has to be good, though. Can I make a fun. comparison for you? Sure. Deadpool. It's, it's Deadpool. It's a character
0: not a ton of people were overly familiar with, but you have a great trailer that people love. Yeah. And you've got a ton of buzz surrounding just that movie people are saying this is the next, like, Wonder Woman for DC, where it's just gonna be that one movie that pops
4: for them. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go see it, for sure. Oh, dude, that's, that's
0: an opening night for us.
4: Yeah. catches a Celebration Cinema. For sure. Uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, Nope. Another remake. Nope. I can tell, like, Shazam and only a few other movies so far have been, like, originals, but still a continuation with Shazam of the story, more or less. Uh... Directed by Kevin Kollisch, I don't know his name, and Dennis Widmeyer. Um, I want to go see this. Uh, my sister and I love Pet Cemetery, the original, and this one looks absolutely terrifying. So Deep. I'm in. Hard pass. Uh, Hellboy. David Harbour, Mila Jolovich, Ian McShane. April 12 comes out two weeks before Avengers Endgame. Uh, I think it's a bold strategy. Uh, <laughs> Is it a bold strategy, Cotton? We'll have to see how it pays off for him. The movie that came out two weeks before Avengers Endgame, or uh, Infinity War, I believe was Jumanji. They moved up Jumanji a week because they moved up Infinity War a week. And uh, it worked out for Jumanji. Jumanji made a bunch of money, but I still think it's a pretty bold strategy. Uh, For the kids in May, ugly dolls. Oh wait, no, I skipped one. Wow. Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah, you know, that one's not just that important. Movie. Just skip that one. a big deal. Directed by Joe Russo, Anthony Russo, starring everybody. Opening on April 26, 2019. The end of the only story you give a shit about. Yeah, it's this is, this is the most anticipated movie for me. And Star Wars 9 comes out in 2019, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. This is, I just, I cannot wait for Endgame. It's going to be... Fantastic! I sure hope so. Anyway, it's got a lot of. It doesn't really have. I don't know. Does it have something to live up to? Or yes, like I don't know. Like
0: Infinity War was was arguably the best movie of this year. Yeah. Endgame has to uh, honestly. It has to either be better than Infinity War or offer us a completely reset universe.
4: Okay. I, I get, get that. closure. I totally get that. No, I, no, that works actually. Um, May, we got Ugly Dolls, keep the list going here, that one looks for the kids, it's starring your girl, Kelly Clarkson, my girl, Nick Jonas, Emma Roberts, Blake Shelton, it's a musical, it's for kids, it's whatever.
0: It's a kid's Uh, musical.
4: (laughs) Then, uh, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu.
0: Oh, be still my beating heart. Uh,
4: that one's gonna be, that one's gonna be fun, um... It's going to be Deadpool as Pikachu, is how we know it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Don't really got anything else to say about that. <laughs> There's nothing else you need to
0: say about that. It's it, Listen, it's Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, you
4: bitches. Yeah. Uh, John Wick, Chapter 3. Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne, Angelica Houston. Um, yeah, this one's going to be good. Um, what, third movie in the series, clearly. Yep the last one, or I feel like Keanu Reeves said that he was going to do ke- Listen, a bunch ke- of these.
0: the quote was, the quote from Keanu, and I believe the director of this one, is that they will make as many John Wick movies as we keep going to see. So keep going to see John Wick movies, and they'll keep making us more John Wick movies. Yeah,
4: they just can't kill him, because then they got to bring him back alive for the eighth one, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't even
4: yeah. worry about that. So a biopic pick is next. Uh, Rocket Man. It is not the remake of Rocket Man. It is the biopic pick of Elton John, uh, starring Aaron, or Taryn Egerton and Jamie Bell. This looks fun. This looks good. I think he plays a decent from the trailer is a decent uh, Elton John.
0: Yeah, no, I listen. I am excited for this. I like any chance Taryn Egerton gets to do more work. I think he's a talented young actor. I think he's someone to keep
4: an eye on. Next one up, add a straw directed by James Gray, starring Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland. Bang out cast. Uh, I didn't know anything about this movie, but uh, apparently director James Gray takes to the outer reaches of space to tell the story of an engineer, Brad Pitt, who embarks on a fantastic voyage in pursuit of his father, Tommy Lee Jones, who took a one-way trip to Neptune 20 years prior. I love space movies. I'm in for that one. Aladdin? Aladdin? Starring Will Smith, Naomi Scott, Nathan Pedrad, and Minamisau. Opening May twenty-four, uh, the second of Disney's live-action remakes. If or yeah, three live-action remakes. If you include The Lion King, um, it looks good visually, I think, but I'm not sure how they're going to pull this one off. It's not a shot-by-shot shot remake, apparently. Hmm. Um, Will Smith has. Oh, what you I mean? You really wouldn't want a shot-for-shot remake, but. Oh, wouldn't I? I? I mean, you might because you love Aladdin.
0: It is argued. Nah, no, I You almost a- got
4: to sing Aladdin with. Uh, <sighs> Sean Marr Sean Mar. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, I was so close, Emily. We were so close.
4: It was. It was uh, a. Very- I miss you, Cinnamon Roll. Uh, I think it, it, it's it's probably going to be pretty good. I mean, can't really say much about it until we see it. First trailer was okay. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is up next. Um, directed by Michael Daughtry. Millie, Bob, uh, Millie Bobby Brown stars in this, along with Ken Watanabe. This is going to be freaking awesome. They yep. are pulling out all the monsters for this movie mothra uh, the three-headed dude uh <laughs> i really should have done more research you this. really
0: should have done more you know, research it's
4: fine it's the it's, first it's the first podcast of the year so <laughs>
0: you're shaking the rust off yeah. shaking the rust off
4: yeah it's been a while
0: you're good baby i'm just giving you a hard time you know
4: but this one does look pretty damn good um I want to go see this in theaters for sure. Oh, this is an I- that's an IMAX. Yeah,
0: that is an IMAX movie. Not even a moment of hesitation. And
4: you know, I feel like they're gonna maybe put in King Kong at the end, or like a you know end scene, end credit scene, or something. Because I mean, that's what they're bleeding into. They're bleeding into a King Kong versus Godzilla.
0: Oh, no doubt in my mind.
4: So, there is no doubt
0: in my mind. Listen, I, I am going to guess it's an end credit scene. If you're going to make me do a prediction right now, it is an end credit scene with Godzilla.
4: Yeah. So, that one's going to be pretty fun. Um, next up, Dark Phoenix. I don't know. Sophie Turner, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence return for the fourth movie in the new X-Men Um, If they screw up the Phoenix story again...
0: Yeah, it's probably done. I think it's
4: done. I think it's done. But there's hope, I guess, with Sophie Turner. I guess there's hope.
0: I don't know, man. Have you seen any of the stuff that's come out online about the early reviews for it? No, I haven't. It's being billed as the next Fantastic Four. Oh, no. That's what I've seen early. Let me be very clear. I hope like hell that is not the case. This is one of my favorite stories. I really like this cast. And I generally like what they've done with this X-Universe. But, God, if you can't get these iconic moments right, you will eventually lose the fan base.
4: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And it's the last movie that Fox is doing. So... I guess at this point it's just they what am I trying to say it's just they don't they could have thrown like everything at this one because it was their last movie and they should have and from what they've been saying online from what you've said they haven't done that and they should have they're like you know what let's just put out all the bangs for this one yeah, and and it just And they could've they could have made a fantastic movie, but if they didn't then that's they're really their own fault, to be
0: honest. Right. And and it sucks that it's that all of these things are all happening all at once where it's like, man, you really wish that there was this or that or more time or more you know, they were gonna have more control of the franchise after this, so maybe they would have put in a little more effort. But what are you gonna
4: do, you know? Shaft <coughs> directed by Tim Story, starring Sam Jackson. Yeah. They're making another Shaft. (coughs) I'm sorry, wait a minute. It's 2019 and we're getting another Shaft movie? We're getting another Shaft movie. It is a continuation, apparently, of the original Shaft, not a reboot. Starring Sam Jackson. Once again, (coughs) pay the man the money, he will do your movie. That's true. Pay his quote. Toy Story 4. Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. I'm going to go see this. I'm going to cry. I was going to say, you're a glutton for punishment, my friend. I am a glutton for punishment, and I want a full trailer, because I don't know what's up with Forky, Well I don't like him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Ford vs. Ferrari. Kevin, this one's for you, man. Stacy, you too. Directed Aww. by James Mangold. Starring Christian Bale... Matt Damon, John Bernthal Look at that cast. You know what this is about. Ford versus Ferrari, Le Mans, the GT40. Beat Ferrari. That's gonna be a fun one. I hope it's like um, Rush, which was that Ron Howard movie with about Nicky Lauda and uh, the other driver. Can't think his name. Either way, I hope it's like Need for Speed. You know, true events, sports drama about the American Motor Company's Ford efforts to build a race-worthy car to rival and hopefully defeat the Ferrari team in the 1966 24 Hours of Le Mans race. July, guys, this is where Spider-Man Far From Home lands. John Watts, Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jake Gyllenhaal, Marissa Tomei, Michael Keaton. July 5, Spider-Man Far From Home, we know Spider-Man lives. This movie is proof. ha <laughs> ha. So, that's good. Then we got The Lion King. John Favreau, Donald Glover, Beyonce Knowles, Seth Rogen, James Earl Jones. It looks good. It looks stunning. Um, Can it be a shot-for-shot remake? The trailer sure made it seem like it was, but I've also heard that it's not going to be. Um, I'm glad they got James Earl Jones again. How do you replace Mufasa? You don't. So, good on them for that one. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring... Listen to this cast. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Dakota Fanning, and James Mardson. July 26, 2019. I can't wait for the ninth film, I believe, in the Quentin Tarantino library. If you count Kill Bill in part one and part two as one movie. August, I think the next and... Well, I guess this is the last movie, Drew. The New Mutants who oh
0: I don't know what it's gonna be now. This, this movie's been delayed I think over a year now. it's been reshot repeatedly. Um, I, I don't know that anyone knows what it is anymore. It was originally believed it was going to 100% be a horror flick and I don't uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with it anymore. I don't I'm baffled. this is a cast that I love the characters. I mean, the new mutants are, are possibly my favorite mutant group. And I would have gone to see the horror version of it. I might have closed my eyes a lot, but I would have gone. I just don't know what it's going to be now until we get another trailer.
4: Yeah, it was delayed. Um, it's uh, it's up in the air, so I guess we'll just have to wait till August to we get to see that one. Hobbs and Shaw, let's get through this list. I'm starting to drag on here. What? miss Fowl. The Grudge, It Chapter 2, Zombieland 2, Gemini Man. This one looks interesting. It stars Will Smith in a sci-fi thriller with shades of Ryan Johnson's Looper that centers on an assassin looking to exit his career as who faces his biggest obstacle, a younger clone himself. So, yeah, kind of does sound a lot like Looper. Kind of ripping that one off there, but... uh, (laughs) Either way. Joker... Starring Todd Phillips, or directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Zazie Beetz, and Robert De Niro. October 4. This one I want to see a full trailer for. Hopefully we get one of those soon, I would think. But, I mean, especially opening in October, I feel like that would be something they would do. You Are My Friend. That one's going to be a tearjerker as well. It's Tom Hanks starring as Mr. Rogers. Uh, then we hit November. They're redoing Charlie's Angels again. Uh, they're doing another Terminator project. We got Kingsman 3, which is a sequel. Frozen 2. And then Sonic the Hedgehog, which is, I guess, the only original movie that also looks terrible. Oof. And then the last month of the year, we got Jumanji 2. Dwayne Johnson, Karen Gillen, Jack Black, and Kevin Hart. Masters of the Universe, I don't know if it's live action or if it's cartoon. It doesn't say? It doesn't say, but Weird. it's 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 well yeah, it doesn't say, but it's uh two days out coming out two days before the last most anticipated movie of twenty nineteen, Star Wars, episode nine. Please fix this one. That's what it should be called. We're sorry. Uh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I still like The Last Jedi. I'm going to say that till I die. There are many problems with it, but hate is not necessary for the whole thing. It's got some really cool moments on it. doesn't necessarily save it, but either way. Um, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega. Uh, December twentieth, 2019. J.J. Abrams closes out the Skywalker Saga. And that is it. I'm dead movies